Namaste and welcome back to another episode of The Sapient. Today we have yet another guest. She is amazing from her bio and what I have read about her. So first of all, welcome Jodi. Thank you. So how are you doing today? I'm doing all right. I've uh I it's early today for us. It's um ten, well not early. It's all, it's before lunch. I understand it's late at night for mm-hmm. you. Yeah, it's like 10:30 for us. Um yeah, so from which city you are from? I live near Denver, Colorado. Mm-hmm. Um but I live in a really small town called Buena Vista and there may be uh 3 to 4000 people here. Mm-hmm. Um it's a tourist town, so a lot of people come here for vacations. and um i clean the vacation homes mm-hmm. is what i do for a living got it and that has to be like a wild ride right um yes yeah um well you never know what to expect there could be a uh, t- total trash places mm-hmm. or it could be completely clean so yes uh, and then some days i have three or four cleans and other days i have no cleans so it's kind of up and down and kind of all over the place mm-hmm. um during this time of the year i stay pretty busy and then whenever winter comes mm-hmm. um it slows down quite a bit and so my uh, my money it's different from one time of the year to the next so we just have to to uh plan ahead for those months whenever everything's really slow mm-hmm. which is when i will do more work on my computer um building an online business so that i can eventually step away from the cleaning quite a little bit and start teaching other people to do cleaning um the way i do it which is that is my goal ultimately is to begin teaching to other people to do what i have done for 20 years mm-hmm. and you kind of led me to my next question like how do you clean like what's your process i i clean with all natural yes all natural products um green cleaning is what i call it mm-hmm. where um i use products that are healthy for the environment as well as healthy for your body mm-hmm. um that do not expose you to toxins like a lot of cleaning supplies that you buy in the stores um are very toxic to your body actually and very bad for the planet um as well as they're also expensive so i teach people to use things that are inexpensive that are easy to find and are healthy for you most of the cleaning products that i use for cleaning with you could literally drink them and they would not harm your body they're good for you um and so that that is my goal is to teach people green cleaning mm. yes i think that's a very important thing that you're working on um because we have heard horror stories of people getting caught um you know like with surprise when 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 they see that the kind of chemical fumes that goes into their body from cleaning products and um i recently like uh, saw a study which said that the the biggest reason that um, you know the neural networks in a foot um, you know is deteriorating uh, especially in those houses where people are walking barefoot um, you know that's the biggest reason is chemical um, absorption 
so the floor cleaners that we use have um, you know like chemicals which which totally affect our body and it is uh, negatively affecting us by you know weakening our nervous system so like what was your first kind of exposure to this kind of field um well i have asthma and so i, I have a lot of problems with my lungs and those problems were being um exacerbated by um cleaning supplies so whenever 10 years ago whenever i would clean an oven out i would use a oven cleaning spray then i would have to run out of the house after i sprayed it or else it would choke me really bad i would hurt my lungs and i found that a lot of the cleaning supplies that i was using were causing me pain and they were breaking down my immune system causing me to get sick easier mm. So I first started researching online um, healthier ways to clean so that um, I could breathe better, so that I wasn't getting sick as much. And in the process of doing that research, I found so much more than I had ever expected to find about um, toxins that are in regular cleaning supplies. And I found out that, um, that the government here in the United States does not control what goes into cleaning supplies and they can put anything in there really and so just not knowing what's in your cleaning supplies you have no way of knowing if it's going to affect you negatively or not and so then i found realized that cleaning my house with things that could be toxic for my body was also negatively affecting my children. I have three kids and I wanted to start using things that I knew would be safe for them as well. And so that that's where it all began as far as um, my research into it. And I, I just keep learning more and more. There's um, the majority of the cleaning supplies that I suggest and recommend that people use are things that are found in most people's kitchen cabinets mm -hmm. or under their bathroom sink mm -hmm. and are things that that are not as glamorous mm -hmm. as some of the cleaning supplies you can buy at the store, but yet are just as effective. Mm -hmm. If you mix them the right way, you can make them they clean just as well mm -hmm. as the expensive toxin filled stuff that you buy at the store. And so I can help people to lower their cost, also save their own immune system and it's better for the environment mm -hmm. all around. Yeah. So um, that, that, that sounds very easy, but I'm pretty sure it's very hard. Um, the way you have learned it and, you know, done research throughout the years. Um, my, my question is, have you like since then developed any product of your own that you use on a regular basis and also, um, you know, like uh, suggest to other people? I have not been selling any products of my mm -hmm. own. What I have, what I have created are recipes that are easy for people to create, to put together. And I sell a 50 pack of recipe cards that are clean green cleaning recipes and i have a blog that in my blog posts i talk about these recipes and the ingredients used for them um, and so i mostly am just teaching other people how to mix their own supplies but i do mix my own supplies for work and i use a lot of essential oils 
and um, vinegar and baking soda and lemon juice. And there's just a great variety of, of really good, effective things that I've found that are all natural and really work well. And so I have been considering creating these products to sell to people. I haven't yet done mm -hmm. that, um, but I'm asked about them all the time. And so that should be my next mm -hmm. step, really. Yeah. But so far, I've just written a lot about it in blog posts. Mm -hmm. Got it. Because I would like, because I think that's kind of the next natural step for you. That is, you know, developing these products and um, going to open market with it. Um, because... Um, that, that would be smart, right? I mean, that's just natural. That's not even smart at this point. You know, I think, Judy, just if, 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 if you know, my audience gives you like 10 months or, you know, an year from today, I'm pretty sure you'd have your own line of products. Um, yes. So how does that kind of I, I business... feel like that would be fun too. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What? I keep cutting you off. Um, yeah. You... No, it's okay. Um, I was saying, do you have that kind of, um, you know, business point of view um, that you know, like to run a particular business because sometimes people are like, you know, I have this particular product. I don't, I don't want to do, I don't want to do all the marketing and all this stuff. Or there are, there is a other group of people who say, you know what, I might not have the best product, but I'm very good at marketing. So I'm going to sell this. I'm learning about marketing right now. I am, uh, I have been doing some research. I, um, I have ADAD, I mean, ADHD, mm -hmm. which keeps me kind of back and forth from one thing to the next. I get started on one thing and I get distracted and go jump to another thing, but I definitely am working on learning how to do marketing. Um, I just recently, um, have, uh, started advertising literally this week mm -hmm. on Google ads, um, to try to get more traction to my website and to my blog posts. Um, but once I learn marketing and have a good understanding of, you know, the concepts and, and how to, to do things, I feel like I'm going to be able to expand my business quite a bit. Um, but up until a few years mm -hmm. ago, I didn't even know how to uh, run a computer. I just never was a computer person, mm -hmm. have never been tech savvy at all. I've just been a housekeeper and a single mom mm -hmm. with three kids, always busy with kids and, and work. Mm -hmm. And until recently, I didn't even consider doing online business. I was exposed to um, some online business training. Um, just about a year and a half ago that really pushed me past my into you know outside of my comfort zone and into this and i have learned so much over the past year just being on the computer and constantly reading more stuff and so i am really open to um marketing tools if people want to send me some ideas of where i can learn and where I can grow from there, I'm all about mm -hmm. it. 
And I do believe in my products. I believe that the things that I use to clean mm -hmm. with are things that everyone should use. And so once I've learned some marketing skills, mm -hmm. I feel like I could I could expand that way and I, I would be excited to do mm -hmm. so. Yeah. I feel like you would be chasing the ultimate American dream, right? Um, running your yes. own business and also like just being independent from anything else. Yes. Yes, it would be nice to not have to uh, to run clean somebody's toilets for them. To be able to to do my house cleaning at my house and teach other people how to do house cleaning at their house. And um, now I also, though, my housekeeping business that's here locally, it's very profitable. It's a good business. But I would like to be able to train some employees how to do the job right mm -hmm. and then let them go with it and me be able to focus more on my online business mm -hmm. and expanding from there definitely yes um i mean jody like i i need to like i think i need to like tell my audience i don't think few people are able to capture this that how immensely like positive you are um because you know, I'm pretty sure when my audience is just going to listen to this episode or just, um, you know, just, you know, like come across this episode at some time, right? They would not understand the kind yes. of, you know, things that you have overcome or just overcoming on a regular basis. Yet you managed to have this kind of positive attitude. Uh, so, you know, that was kind of my next thing. Like, how do you stay so, so positive? Very honestly, it's because I believe in God and I believe that he loves me mm -hmm. and that because I have value in his eyes that um, I should value myself and uh, that the jobs that I've done in the past and everything, all hardships that I've gone through throughout my life, I feel like they all are leading me to a very um, good place. Mm -hmm. Uh, where things are things are able to get better. I mean, things are better right now. I'm 44 right now, and my life is better than it's ever been. Um, and I believe it's because I have I have chosen to believe in myself. Mm -hmm. I believe that there is a God who loves me, and that because of His love, I am able to do great and mighty things. And so I have. Um, that's you know the core of my being mm -hmm. is that belief. And because of that belief, I'm, I feel like I'm capable of, um, of growth mm -hmm. and of learning and, um, and succeeding. And so my, and then also the fact that I have these three amazing kids who I want to be a good example for, mm -hmm. and I also want to show them that they can succeed no matter what obstacles have come their way, mm -hmm. no matter what mistakes they may have made, you know, through life, you can always move on from where you were mm -hmm. and advocate for better things and, and try hard and, and grow and learn. Mm -hmm. And so I keep on wanting to learn more and just expand my horizons and push myself past my comfort zone. And um, it's all because I believe that I have value and that my children have value and that we all deserve a better life. And that that's, that's where, mm -hmm. how I stay, who I, how I stay rolling. Got it. Because 
you know for a lot of people and i am i'm pretty sure a lot of my people who are listening to this find it very difficult to be like positive even like 40% of how happy you are and um <laughs> they don't have like tough life uh but somehow they lack that kind of positiveness in their life where they they just cannot get their chins up and just do something like what is your suggestion like to those kind of people who are just listening to us now um i believe that every person has value and worth and so what you need to do is learn to love yourself enough to believe that you deserve great things that you deserve to um succeed and if you believe that you are of value and that you should succeed then i think that it will help you to push yourself um and to not just stay um stay in your mediocre life um but rather try to actually i mean think about whenever you were a kid and you were told you can do anything mm-hmm. you can be anyone you can grow up to be anything you want to be well that's still true even whenever you're in your 40s um you still get to choose who you want to be and you can choose what life you want to live and then you work towards it and maybe you maybe you reach for the stars but you only reach ha- you know make it halfway but if you never reach for the stars at all you're not going to make it anywhere you know you have to um set a a goal for yourself you have to maybe even write it out cuz sometimes when you write out your dream and your goal and it's it's right there in front of you and um and it it registers in your mind a little bit better this is where i'm going to go this is what i'm going to do and it's because i deserve to to do this and if you have children think of it as this is what you know i need to get up off the couch and do something that is going to set them up for a better future because whether you're just setting yourself up or you're setting up your um your family um either way that should be your driving factor mm-hmm. is knowing that you are of value and that your your family is of value and that you all deserve to do better and to succeed and to reach dreams and goals mm-hmm. got it i mean the more i talk to you understand like your point of view why you are so positive and why you have been able to be you know like because i imagine you know like having uh, you know a couple of kids and managing an other like adult that's that's business it must be like kind of hard um like what was your experience around it Uh, what was my experience around what around juggling everything like uh, working you know like taking care of kids oh. and running this business well let's see first i got to say that i did a poor job of taking care of everything for a long time um like i said mm-hmm. i'm 44 now but when i was 39 so just 5 years ago i found out that i have adhd um and started down the road of of you know being medicated for that which helps me to be able to focus my attention helps me to be able to um to do things that I used to not be able to do so there was a time like when my children were younger cuz right now I, my kids are I have two teenagers and a little one 
uh, an eight-year-old. Mm. But when my teenagers were smaller kids, um, I, they were late to school every day of the week. We were late everywhere we went. Mm -hmm. I would be late to work over and over again and would lose jobs because of it. I went from one job to the next. Probably every six months I had a different job because I couldn't keep things together. Mm -hmm. um, I just was mentally incapable of of processing um, a lot of conversation. Um, I wasn't able to learn stuff as well because it was just hard for me to grasp things. Um, so whenever I started, went and got um, diagnosed and started getting help, and I also started getting some therapy um, to deal with what I had a very low self-esteem because of, of not being able to accomplish, you know, just being an adult. It seemed like it was just too hard for mm -hmm. me. Um, and I have uh, so much has changed just knowing what the problem was. I no longer hate myself for having been such a mess. Mm -hmm. I now know that I was a mess because my mind was a mess and I needed help. Um, so accepting the help that I needed was a really big step for me. Um, and then since, you know, over the past year, my kids are rarely ever late to anything. Mm -hmm. We, um, I have had the same job for many years now. I have had the same home for five years now instead of having to move every year because mm -hmm. for a while there I just couldn't keep the bills paid I couldn't keep I just forgot stuff all the time and so um so really I reached out and got help is what happened and whenever I got help and found out what the problem was all along um our lives started improving from there and it's just been getting better ever since and really the therapy that I got for my self-esteem issues, mm -hmm. for, for being so hard on myself and just hating myself, really. I, I did not like who I was. Mm -hmm. um, I've learned to give myself grace and to know that we are all human. And as humans, we're just not going to be perfect. And it's okay. Yes. And so that is, that sounds simple, mm -hmm. but yet it is such a mind-blowing um, transformation. At one point I hated everything about me. And now I see myself as a child of God who has, has had issues, but has really fought mm -hmm. hard to get through them. And, um, and all the fighting was worthwhile. All of the, the going and, and asking for help and, um, really looking for therapy for counseling, those things, um, I, it was all worth it. Mm -hmm. It has changed my life for the better. And, um, I'm really glad that, and now I would, I would encourage anybody that struggles with self-esteem and with, um, even if it's mental, dis, you know, a mental issue, um, like I have, um, that they reach out for help and not be too proud to receive the help whenever they, whenever it's, when they find it. Um, because it makes all the difference mm -hmm. whenever you change your mindset and see yourself as, um, as a human rather than just hating on yourself. So mm -hmm. I'm babbling now. Sorry. That's okay. That's okay. Um, because I just want to understand like, <clears throat> and I want to give you that kind of a time where you're able to express yourself. Um, you know, because, uh, 
you know someone great i don't remember their name said that it is so simple to be happy but it is so happy to be simple and that's a very complicated statement because yeah. being happy and being simple are the most like hardest thing that humans can achieve because um th- there is a physicist who interviewed um many nobel prize winners right and all of them uh, most of them said that uh, you know they suffered from imposter syndrome where they were like you know i don't deserve this um you know like this should not be happening to me um and that i feel is so much so many people right now because um especially you know in my country that is india right <clears throat> you know people are mm-hmm. very humble um and sometimes it can be like way too humble you know like someone could criticize them and they would, they would take it seriously and um uh, you know th- they would right. not take that criticism um uh, you know with a pinch of salt they are like okay it is what it is like if you if you called me dumb um uh, you know i would think okay you know what i'm really dumb right that's just accepted and yeah. that is such a you know like sad state of just being um that i think you a point of view where you said you know you you have to understand that you have value like um and right. i understand that you have been through hell to understand that point in your life you know and i hope that people are able to understand that without going through hell because um humans are very good at learning from each other's mistake right yes yeah i have been through some uh, some pretty rough times we um we ended up homeless for a while at one point because um i couldn't keep things together that was really rough my kids were traumatized they still uh talk about it sometimes um and and that was part of what i hated about myself was that i was too weak i thought i was weak and pathetic and i really did have a bad outlook on everything about myself at that point in life um but i don't think that people have to go through that kind of crap to be able to learn these lessons i would really love eventually to be able to do some coaching one-on-one coaching with people who are stuck in that kind of mind frame of not loving themselves and not having grace you know giving themselves grace um with their own mistakes and stuff um but yeah i understand like how people um you were saying so humble that they take a horrible mm-hmm. thing that's said about yeah. them and then just like okay yeah. yeah yeah but that's not that's not humility as much as self-loathing mm-hmm. and nobody should ever allow negative um garbage to be tacked to them permanently mm-hmm. instead you sh- you got to learn to to say no that's not who i am i get to choose who i am and that's not who i am and um and and just push that negativity away because um you can't love yourself and hate yourself at the same time and so to value yourself you don't get to let people tag you you know tag you with with negative ideas and thoughts mm-hmm. and let it stick 
You just don't let it stick. Maybe you consider it for a moment. Maybe you even consider how you can improve, Mm -hmm. but you don't let that become who you Mm -hmm. are. Nobody gets to tell you who you are except you. Um, Here is what I kind of believe, Jody. Like, just let me know if that's kind of correct or not from your point of wisdom. Um, I believe that when a person criticizes you or me, like another person, you know, I feel like they are not criticizing me as a person, but they're criticizing one of my acts. Yeah. Right. Like people can hate. Yeah. Um, if you can disassociate it. Yeah. It's like, you know, like I hate, I hate how you talk. And I'm like, yeah, that does not mean you hate me. That means you don't like my talking. Right. So like, do you yeah, agree with that? And who you are is not how you talk. Yes, I do. Because not everything that we do determines who we are. Not everything that we, that, um, what am I trying to say? Um, We are not the, you know, I am not just what I look like. And I'm not just what I sound like. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, if somebody doesn't like the way I look, it has nothing to do with whether they like me or not. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe they think it does in the first place. But if I take that to heart, then I'm, I think I'm wrong. I'm in the wrong to do that. Mm. Because, um, because those little minor things, the details of our outer being are not who we are at all. And so, um, um, you know what, I just got totally a different train of mm-hmm. thought there for a second. But yes, I I do believe definitely that whenever somebody has a critique of Mm -hmm. me, if I can take that critique and do something productive with it and not let it be my label, it's not who I am. Just because that's what they see does not mean that's who I am. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I think that in today's modern world where we have social media and this rigorous attempt to be perfect, um from these models of instagram and facebook i'm i'm not talking about models like women but i'm talking about models of lifestyle and we are so yeah. obsessed with that um that's why um a, a stand up comedian said that we are so in love with the idea of romance rather than the person that um you know like we are in love with we just like we just like the thought of it but um, you know, we are so disconnected from the actual life that, um, you know, we are kind of suffering from a lot of things, you know, suffering from self-doubt and, neg- and negativity. And um, I believe the biggest thing like is, uh, you know, imposter syndrome where people think they don't deserve something. Uh, yeah. Yeah, like my house is a mess right now. And sometimes I feel like an imposter trying to teach people how to clean whenever I don't have a perfectly clean house. Mm -hmm. But I have to remember I'm teaching what I know, not what I constantly and perfectly practice in every way at all times. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I still know what I know, whether I am capable all the time of keeping everything in perfect order, I still can teach what what I know. Mm -hmm. And so I totally get the imposter syndrome thing. Oh, but yeah, um, as far as that relates to to relationships and stuff, Mm -hmm. um, 
you were saying, you know, people in love with the idea of romance mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, yeah, I think that, that, um, oh gosh, I hope you're able to edit this some. <laughs> no, don't, worry, um, don't worry about it. <laughs> No, okay, because my head, my brain keeps going off in a different direction. That's I'm okay. thinking about other stuff. Jody, I just want to step in and say, like, there is no kind of time limit or, you know, I'm I'm going to stop you at this, but do, just don't worry about it. It's, it's just me and you having conversation, like, don't worry about it completely. Yeah. Well, um, I know that, that um, oh, what did you say about, uh, the last so, thing you said about? Um, I, I was talking about how people are, uh, so in love with idea of romance rather than the reality of like having a partner you know reality of falling right. in love rather than they are just obsessed with idea of it yeah yeah and so um that's because people um they they don't know who they are they don't know who they don't understand their own i, I don't you know I can't even think straight right now as far as that goes. I haven't mm-hmm. been in a relationship in so many years mm-hmm. that um, whenever I meet somebody who is like falling in love with somebody, my I'm constantly a doubter. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know if that's love. I don't think you know what love yeah. is even, you know? Um, and so personally, I my head's going all different ways with that because I haven't even dated anyone in nine years. Mm-hmm personally. (laughs) And I do not get, I don't get, um, like I don't have crushes anymore these days Mm -hmm. because I meet people and I just see them as another flawed human. And I haven't like been able to get past Mm -hmm. that and fall in love with someone. So here I'm saying, um, that you need to value yourself, but somehow I don't value another person enough in, in that way, as far as romance mm. goes, I am so out of Jody, I, I absolutely love how you are having like a midlife crisis right now. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I don't know what's romance. I don't even know what that is anymore. Yeah. I don't get it. Yeah. And I don't understand how people fall in love with every other person they meet. <laughs> yeah. That is so funny to me. And I know girls, I know women my age even who seem to be um just floored by every other guy that they meet Mm -hmm. and somehow they can they can get into a romantic relationship so quick and then right back out of it Mm -hmm. and into another one and i don't uh i don't comprehend that that's like whoa um because maybe maybe that's partly because i value myself so much these days that i'm like oh i don't have time for that kind of nonsense Mm -hmm. I don't have time for whatever drama you might bring into my life. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just really want to focus on who, you know, on me and my kids mm-hmm. currently. And I'm so set in that mode of thought that, um, yeah, romance is like uh, a foreign thought to me. Mm-hmm. Very foreign. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jody, like, I hope you're aware of a uh, few people who say that uh, relationship and um, falling in love is is kind of like a theory, like flat earth, where they don't uh, believe in it. Like there is a group of people who say that, um, you know, like uh, falling falling in relationship is like is like a move by matrix matrix where they want to keep you in the system. 
Yeah. Yeah, I don't think that. <laughs> I believe that. Um... I, I'm, I'm just messing with you. I'm just messing with you. I'm just, I'm just saying like these these kind of people exist too out there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I think that a relationship should be um, two best friends, two best friends that that end up just can't do without each other anymore. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, that's, that's my ideal of what, uh, how you start a right relationship. Now the two relationships that I have been in mm -hmm. the two marriage, cause I've been married twice, mm -hmm. um, and divorced twice, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, both of those relationships were started off all wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, the first time I got married, I was only 21. And I, he had introduced me to drugs and alcohol, which I had never done before in my life. And a year later, I married him mm -hmm. while totally out of my mind. I was not in a good place. I was doing drugs and they were um, destroying my body and my mind. Um, and I met him like that and married him like that, knowing that I was making a mistake. Mm -hmm. Um, I did it because my family was upset that I was with somebody that I wasn't married to. And so they, they were very religious and they pushed me to get married because I was living with him. And so I got into that relationship um, very wrongly. Um, and we ended up together for like seven years and it was really rough. It wasn't, it was never happy. It was mm -hmm. very lonely, very sad. Um, I quit doing drugs mm -hmm. not long after we got married and he never quit at all. And I tried to change him. And that was a, that's a mistake. Whenever you're in a relationship, you can't try to change somebody. You definitely can't go into the relationship thinking I'm going to change this person and they're going to be what, you know, what I think they should be because it doesn't work. And so then um, six years after we divorced, mm -hmm. um, I met someone and I had started drinking a lot of alcohol. I wasn't doing drugs anymore. I quit that in my early 20s mm -hmm. and never went back to that. But I had started drinking alcohol, which is totally legal. Mm -hmm. And all the adults I knew were drinking. Yeah. And so it should have been okay. But I found out the hard way that I have a problem with alcohol, mm -hmm. that I, I could not And so I had been drinking a lot for a year or so mm -hmm. and met another guy and he had all the right stuff to say and acted like he would be, um, he would love to be dad to my kids. And, um, I just married him without knowing him. I, I thought this was going to work and, and everything would be better. And I'd have somebody to help me with, you know, bills and kids and, And instead, mm -hmm. it turned into a nightmare. It was really a scary relationship. It was very toxic. Mm -hmm. And um, and I tried to fix him, too, and it wasn't working. It didn't work. So that time, instead of sticking around for seven years, we were together for one year. And when I left, I was pregnant again. Mm -hmm. And so I became, before I even had my third baby, I became a single mom again. Mm -hmm. I was pregnant with two two uh teen preteens at that point in life um but yeah i went into relationships the wrong way i think that's why i haven't dated for nine years really mm -hmm. is because i only had negative experiences yeah. and i have been afraid to a degree mm -hmm. of having another negative experience yeah but my hope 
is that I become best friends with somebody mm-hmm. at some point and that they just, I can't stand to be without them. And that's how my next relationship will start off. Mm-hmm. Not with drugs, not with alcohol, um, not with pretentious you know, ideas <laughs> of who each other are, mm-hmm. but actually know each other yeah. and, uh, and appreciate, mm-hmm. uh, you know, each other rather than, um, thinking, well, I can work with this one. I can fix him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> because that, was, that was wrong thinking right mm-hmm. there. Yeah. You cannot fix somebody. Um, you can't love them so much that they change their ways. It doesn't actually work mm-hmm. out. But. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's better to buy a new house than buy a crappy one and try to fix that. Um, because even yeah. if you fix that house, it's going to leak, it's going to cry, it's going to complain. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's yes. kind of like very honest from your side, um, you know, talking about it. Um, yeah, because that like took me in so many paths, um, you know, like in thought <laughs> process that I'm just trying to wrap my uh you know like chipmunk brain where do you go it. next yeah because <laughs> you 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 threw like you know like three to four curveballs at me i'm just trying to figure out <laughs> yeah so that's the way my brain works i'm like uh i got 10 things going on in different directions at all times mm-hmm. and uh sometimes it can get really complicated up inside here yeah and I feel like I'm 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 pretty similar because I'm always running out with ideas, you know. Like, and um, because in today's world, um, the kind of partners that people seek, it is so similar to you know like shining ball syndrome kind of thing. Like, they want to grab yeah. the next most shiniest and the you know like darnest thing out there, and they don't give a fuck about what's going to happen after that. And yeah especially you know in western countries right now like if you look at it that's a big problem right because people are struggling to find complete families and have family values because they enter into a relationship yeah. in a wrong time it's like it's like going to a supermarket when you're hungry because you are going to buy all the wrong things you know right um uh, instead yeah. of that, you know, go to go to a supermarket when you are full and you know, you know what you want to buy rather than just getting in there and, you know, just getting burgers and, um, you know, like frozen foods and all these things. Right, right. Yeah, I can totally understand that, that analogy, mm-hmm. because um, I definitely married like frozen foods. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I was not looking for the good, healthy stuff. I was looking for what was quick and easy at the time. Mm-hmm. And that's what I found. Yeah. And uh, it wasn't healthy. It was toxic for sure. But um, I feel like that people these days, they, they are looking for the wrong thing for sure. They think they know what they want. They think they know what they need. But really, we don't know what we need until until we're in the middle of of a situation we we don't understand our own selves oftentimes i think becoming more self-aware is probably the first step in finding a good relationship Mm -hmm. is more understanding of who you are and what you need and what you want Mm -hmm. um and not not just looking for somebody that looks really good and says some of the right things (laughs) 
um, but rather look looking at, first at yourself and making sure you're who you want, you think, you know, somebody would, um, you're the right kind of person yes. for the right kind of person, mm -hmm. you know, making sure that you are, are stable and that you are positive and that you are in a good place because if you go into a relationship and you are a broken mess mm -hmm. yeah, and then you're hoping for them to fix you and you think you're going to fix it, it's just such a disaster. Yes. It can become, yeah. Uh, now I'm thinking of food mm -hmm. though. <laughs> that's that's totally fine. We can talk about food. Um, you know, Jody, like I picked this, um, you know, supermarket analogy from social media. Like an older guy said that um, just like when you're hungry, you don't go to a supermarket because you're going to grab wrong things. Uh, similarly, you do not find new relationships when you're desperate because you're going to pick wrong people. Right. And I was like, damn, like yeah. that is, he laid it out so quickly. Like, uh, you know, it took me like several minutes to really understand the volume that he was speaking to. Um, but anyways, that makes sense. Uh, fuck it. Let, because you're interested in food, let's talk about food. Um, <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, yeah. So, what type of food do you like? Oh, I love Greek food. Probably the best. That is the best food in my mind. Mm -hmm. I love to go get a um, a euro. Mm, that's good stuff. But I also like Mexican food. There seems to be a lot of Mexican food restaurants where I live. Mm -hmm. um, there are no Indian restaurants oh. anywhere around me. Mm -hmm. I know. Yeah. I have to go to the city, mm -hmm. which is about an hour and a half drive. Mm -hmm. So um, so we don't have, we have a Thai restaurant here locally. Mm -hmm. And that's pretty good stuff too. Got it. Um, but here at home, I like to cook uh, nothing. I don't <laughs> like to cook. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> That was like a perfectly well-timed um, punchline that you put there. <laughs> that yes. I, <laughs> yeah. I like to grill meats, though. I love a good steak mm -hmm. and some pasta to go with mm -hmm. it. But um, yeah, if if it were up to me, we wouldn't. We would just eat out every meal <laughs> because I I want someone else to cook the food uh -huh. and clean up the mess afterwards. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And actually I've been getting food uh, sent to me in the mail because I hate going to the grocery store. Mm -hmm. I've been, I have to go to the store for our fresh produce mm -hmm. and meat and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But um, as far as the other stuff goes, all the dry mm -hmm. foods, I've been getting them shipped to us so that I don't have mm -hmm. to spend as much time at the grocery store. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Now my kids, they love some, uh, they love fried foods and, mm -hmm. And things that that are very unhealthy, yeah. and so, well, yeah, just like every other they, kid. They would... mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, so, in 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 your we... town or you know in your city, do you have like hyper, uh, you know, like local delivery mobile apps where you can order food or groceries and they will deliver very quickly? Only the pizza places deliver food, mm -hmm. like from the restaurants. Uh -huh. None of them deliver except the pizza places. Mm -hmm. So we have uh, two pizza places in town that we can have delivery from. Mm -hmm. But other than that, you just you can order it online mm -hmm. and then you run over and pick it up. And since it's a small town, yeah. it takes me like five minutes to get anywhere in town. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and um, we 
we probably have a good two dozen restaurants in our little bitty town mm -hmm. because it's a tourist town yeah. and there's so many people here that come visit here from all over the world because we live in the middle of the Rocky Mountains. Mm -hmm. So there's 14,000 foot mountains all the way around our town. Mm -hmm. And people come here to hike mountains and to go rafting on the river yeah. and things like that. And so we have to have a lot of restaurants. Mm -hmm. um, but, but none of them will deliver because it's a small town. So mm -hmm. you just gotta, just gotta actually get up and go get it. Got it. We eat the we eat at the Chinese restaurant mm -hmm. here locally quite a bit. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty good. I mean, let me like blow your mind. Um, I, I live in a city called as Bangalore in India. So I'm all the way over here, like <laughs> very far. And like my city is like Silicon Valley of India. It is so similar to like um, uh, uh, Silicon Valley of, you know, United States, like all technology yes. startups and everything. Let me tell you how ridiculous it is right now. Um, you know, there are these mobile apps where you could order anything. I mean, anything like from produce to groceries, to food, to to meat, to fish, whatever you want to order. And it will be delivered to your doorstep within 10 minutes. Wow. That's, that's like, you wouldn't even have to ever get off your couch. Yes, exactly. People, that's do our point. People are people getting really huge? No. Are they growing? Like, uh, unfortunately, no. Okay, no. so they still get out and do stuff. Yeah, they get out and do stuff. Here is how crazy it is. One of my neighbors, um, he's an asshole because he he ordered um, iPhone 14 Pro Max over the app, and it it uh, they delivered like within like eight minutes, and he was bragging about it. He was like. I got my new phone in eight minutes. I'm like, yeah, fuck you, but it does not matter. <laughs> you are just a lazy piece of shit. That's what you are. <laughs> yeah, that is really lazy. Yeah. But I mean, there's got to be some level of joy in going out and doing it yourself sometimes mm -hmm. at least. Yeah, you know, definitely. I mean, that I mean, just imagine a person who has like impulse buying like spree. Like they are absolutely screwed. Um, because let's say you put, you put up an order on Amazon, you know, it might take you like two to three days to de deliver. And in that period, if you realize I don't want this, you can cancel that. Um, but yeah. in 10 minutes, a person can't do shit, you know, like he ordered, he paid it's yeah, here, boom, no. deal with it. Yeah. Don't go to the bathroom while you're waiting for it to be delivered because yeah. you might miss your delivery. Yeah. That happens to me all the time. Like I, I will just order and I, I'll be like can I go do something or just, I have to wait for this um, because he's just going to be here. And that's a kind of like level of technology right now in my country. And people call India's third wow. world country. Yeah, yeah. People are so much sophisticated here. Um, yeah. We don't have that here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No. Now, if I lived in Denver, mm -hmm. which is about three hours from where I mm -hmm. live, um, in Denver, they have, um, you can order pretty much anything from anywhere and there people will, you know, there's tons of people, thousands, maybe more than that of people who, um, just run around and pick stuff mm -hmm. up for people, yeah. but I doubt it would be 10 minutes. I can't imagine um, yeah. that you could get it that quickly, even in Denver. Yeah. And you know, so, you know the thing is like they are testing drone deliveries now. 
like and they are claiming that to be even more faster of course yeah i don't know like i yeah. think there will be a time when you just hit buy and it there you go boom like 20 seconds it's here <laughs> <laughs> it'll be teletransported to you yeah. like just beam me up scotty yeah yeah we are looking at a That's very amazing. Uh, dark future i think <laughs> my son i have a 16 year old son mm-hmm. and he is in high school taking a drone class mm-hmm. where he will he's learning how to operate a drone mm-hmm. and if everybody if they're teaching that in schools yeah. everywhere then yeah people will be using drones for everything in no time yeah i think that's a, a very feasible Eric, we can expect that. You know, It'd be weird. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be really weird. You know, you you brought up this interesting point. I just realized, like, out here in my city, like people can get get drone licenses, like, uh, fully get instructed and trained, probably uh-huh. for like, I would say two hundred dollars. Is that American? Yeah. Like US yeah, dollars? Yeah, two hundred US dollars, yeah. and you can be fully. He got his drone license for free for taking this class in high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'm talking about like skilled based like you know like where they give yeah. you a particular license and you have to go through a flight school, a drone school I think where they train you to Yeah. I don't know what the fuck they train in drone school. I'm very dumb to think yeah, about that. Yeah, who knows. <laughs> Probably just That's an interesting text. thought. <laughs> yeah. Man. So you're going to go get your drone license now? Yeah, I, I don't care. <laughs> no. Yeah. I mean, I'm seeing a lot of people getting it here. So, yeah, let's see what happens with that. Yeah, because they, they have taken, um, up, uh, I think, permission for 15,000 drones in a city. Oh, wow. Yeah, but you had to realize one thing. How many like, people live where you... Uh, how many people live in the city you're in? In, in my city, 8 million people. Whoa. Yeah. There's not even 1 million people in Denver mm-hmm. and Denver to me is a huge city. Mm-hmm. I've I've only ever been to like I've been in Miami once before, mm-hmm. but other than other than that I've never been to a giant city and I don't even know if Miami's that big. Mm-hmm. Sorry, That's, I I think I I me... misquoted and my people will freaking chase me in the streets. If I put out wrong numbers, um, my city has 11,644,000 people. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's probably more than what lives in the state of Colorado where <laughs> I live. Yeah, I, w- I was talking to a Canadian and she said that more people probably live in a city than in my whole province. <laughs> yeah. 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 And would you? I can't even imagine that. Like, just everywhere you go, there's just people. Are there mm-hmm. any trees? Oh I my mean, God! Are like, there, my, there... my city is called as a garden city. Oh like, wow! You know, throughout the streets, you you get trees and um, yeah, it's it's very like greenery and ga- garden. Yeah, but it's not like you don't feel like uh, you know twelve million people live here. Apart from maybe like you know peak yeah. time conditions. Um, apart from that, you don't yeah. feel. Would you would you take a guess about like what is like current India's population? Um, Just take a wild guess, like it's okay. In the billions, like mm-hmm. I don't know, a billion or two billion? Yeah, we are nearing that because we are right now one point four eight billion. Wow. Um, yeah, like way too many people. I think I think we have about three hundred and fifty million. 
here in the United States. Yeah. That's what I last... Uh, 33 million. 33.19 million is United States population. How many? 33.19 million. Ah. <clears throat> That's like how many people yeah. live in my state. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like we have our own railway systems, right? Between cities. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the population of Australia, we carry so many people on trains every day. Wow. That's that's amazing. Yeah. Australia Australia is just like desert half of it though, I think, <laughs> yes, isn't it? Yes, yes. Like people can't even live in half that yeah. that continent. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you know, our uh it's two point five seven million is Australia's population. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. And you know, our railway You should look up how many people live in Buena Vista, Colorado. Let, let me look at it. Because I'm pretty sure I'd be okay. surprised. You know, yeah, you'll be like, "Wow, we have so much space to move around. You can go cl- hiking on a mountain and not run into a person the whole day." But you don't, you don't like believe me. I feel like I was an American in the previous life, um, oh. and I'm not talking about like like. Um, progressive American I'm talking about absolute like conservatives <laughs> um, you know like <clears throat> uh, because I it's my dream to like buy agriculture land in the United States and just do homesteading yeah yeah and I just looked at your population it absolutely sucks sorry it's just 2,988 people <laughs> yeah yeah I thought it, it's very small yeah. It's a small town in the yeah. middle of in the middle of nowhere, mm-hmm. but it but people come here like a hundred thousand people come here every summer probably mm-hmm. just to vacation yeah. here, and so we have like a constant like traffic through here all through the summer, mm-hmm. and then the rest of the year it's the quietest, calmest town. It's just so peaceful. Mm-hmm. There's a uh, no big drama going on anywhere. Not a lot of sirens going. We have very quiet my god i um, absolutely love you love your town i'm just looking at images and i'm like yeah i could live there <laughs> it's it's really beautiful yeah. yeah it's also very expensive it costs about twenty five hundred dollars to get a house every month uh rent is it for a house that's huh? rent is it yeah rents anywhere from two thousand to twenty five hundred a month for a house mm-hmm. here and that's why my kids and I live in an apartment mm-hmm. um, so our apartment complex it's about half the regular price mm-hmm. um, of everybody else so I have three bedrooms and two bathrooms mm-hmm. but if I was to go and get a house mm-hmm. with three bedrooms and two bathrooms mm-hmm. I'd be paying more than double the rent that I pay right so now it would so, be like 2500 um, yeah Damn. Yeah, right now the rent where I'm at is about eleven hundred, mm-hmm. and it would go to like twenty five hundred if I moved into a Jesus. house and had mm-hmm. a yard. Yeah, so it's it's very expensive to live mm-hmm. here. Um, eventually, I will probably move away. Jody, but um, here is my solution. Right come to Bangalore. Come to Bangalore. <laughs> because two point five. I don't know if I can K- handle that many people. Oh yeah, you can absolutely handle those many people. You don't have to worry about people here. It's so easy to get away from people in Bangalore. Um, 
because it's it's just the way city has been designed to handle the, those many people but you know i'm just saying if you had 2.5k like 2500 dollars you could pay rent mm-hmm. for 6 months in my country and i live wow. and i i also live in a three bedroom two uh, uh halls like you know one drawing room and one um, guest room let's say like it it's it's pretty damn big and it is nearing to 2000 square feet and i don't yeah. pay that much if if i rented this particular place out it would not cost me that much it would cost me like um let me see 220 dollars per month 220 yes 220 dollars oh my gosh you can't rent a box <laughs> to live in here for that price yeah so we're living on in a ditch on the side of the road that's yeah. amazing so with 2500 my, you could my... live you could live in my house for for an year wow that's amazing i have a brother that married um a woman in the dominican republic mm-hmm. and um they have what looks like a mansion of a house mm-hmm. and they're paying about the same that i pay right now mm-hmm. but they're pay- they have huge gorgeous beautiful house mm-hmm. for the amount that i pay for a eh, okay apartment because mm-hmm. my apartment's got small bedrooms it's for some reason it has big bathrooms and small bedrooms mm-hmm. but that sounds like my kind of house <laughs> yeah i don't know who designed it yeah. it's kind of odd but um But yeah, we're kind of cramped in here. The me and three kids, mm-hmm. we're just kind of cramped in here yeah. and too much stuff and too too little space. You know, Jody, like But if if I wanted to move to a similar town like yours in India, like where they had like even let's say 10,000 people. Um mm-hmm. you know, I would pay in rent probably like $80 a month. Wow. And I'm talking about the same house that I'm living right now. and let's say if i That's... paid like 150 dollars i could live in a mansion like literal bungalow i could live in that that's amazing so maybe maybe someday i'll have to come that way yes maybe maybe and especially if i'm making my money online yeah. i can uh, work wherever i want to jodi here is what i do like i spend last 20 minutes of every episode convincing every american to come to india <laughs> <laughs> it's my like ritual i just make people jealous of how easy it is to live here <laughs> and that's that's so mean of yeah, you yeah <laughs> and you know like food food street is very very cheap here like absolutely affordable um yeah india is kind of awesome i get i spend about $1000 a month on food sorry $1000 per month yes jesus for food for me and three kids yeah my god it's it costs a lot to to eat here the food is outrageously priced it costs me like 300 dollars and i have a dog too like i have a dog i am i have me i have my mother you know even if i had like five people in in the house it would cost me like 400 dollars and that's just an exaggeration like you know i would have to you know we would have to eat like absolute freaking monsters to cover that kind of budget mm-hmm. or just eat cheese and you know like i don't know even, even all the time yeah, just, like eat caviar every day <laughs> 
I've never had caviar in my life. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what that tastes like. <laughs> God, me too, me too. No, but, but we do eat, we do eat good though. Mm-hmm. We eat steaks and we eat, you know, shrimp and we eat whatever kind of meat we like, mm-hmm. we usually get to have. Um, but it's not cheap. It's, yeah. it costs a lot. Mm-hmm. And then I pay $470 a month for my car that I drive. (laughs) Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. But that's not even the insurance. By law, I have to have insurance Mm -hmm. and I have to pay $180 a month for my insurance. Mm -hmm. So it's like $600. Just to drive my car. Yeah. I would would just fucking walk in a small town. I like, fuck that car. Yeah, but I have to carry around yeah, a vacuum and a mop yeah. and all these cleaning yeah. supplies. So, yeah, and um, a lot of people in our town ride bikes. Mm-hmm. Everybody rides bicycles mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't have a bicycle because I have three kids mm-hmm. and I couldn't stick them all on the bicycle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'd have to get one of those um, longer ones where they where they have four seats. And yes, all, all, yes, all of the people awesome. get to pedal. <laughs> That would be great. Yeah. I'd be like, you guys pedal, mama's taking a break. <laughs> yes, that would be like that an be awesome nice. plan. Yeah, that's because $600 is crazy expensive for a car, I think. And how many like months it do is. you have to pay for this car? I've been paying for it for about three and a half years so far. Jesus. And I've got another um, two years to pay on it. So that's like what? Before like, it's paid for. Like, 10 to 12 grand car? Uh, no, it's about a $25,000 wow. car. Wow. It's a 2019 Dodge Grand Caravan. So it's one of those that um, the doors slide open on the sides mm-hmm. and all of the seats in the back fold down into the floor mm-hmm. for you to be able to put a mattress in if uh-huh. you wanted to live in it. Oh, yeah. Got yeah, it. I, I just looked it up. It looks nice. It's a nice car. Yeah. I bought it. Um, I didn't even buy it brand new. I bought it. It was almost a year old whenever I bought it. Yeah. Oh, my God. That means like... So, if I had if I had bought it brand new, yeah. it would have been 40000 Yeah, that's what I was guessing because one year is like a lot of period for depreciation. And even then, if it's just 25K, wow, 40 grand. Yeah. That's a lot of money, right? That's a damn lot of money for a car. I know, Um, but I couldn't get anything. uh, What I kept getting before that was old cars that would break down on me everywhere I went, Mm -hmm. and I didn't know how to fix them. And so I decided to just pay the good money to get something that I don't have to worry about. Mm -hmm. And I've never broke down once in three and a half years. It gets me everywhere I need to go, and it runs great and has plenty of room for all my kids and all my work stuff. And so it's kind of like investing in a house, mm-hmm. yeah, you yeah. know, just in case we're homeless ever again, we have a car to live in now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and a sturdy car too. <laughs> it can probably yes. um, drive wherever you want. Yeah. I need new tires on it, which will cost me four or $500 for get to get new tires put on. Yeah. That sounds like pretty sane to me like it's not yeah insane. yeah that's not not thousands of dollars mm-hmm. at least yeah it would be like yeah. um, probably like 20 percent cheaper in india like maybe like 350 dollars 300 dollars wow yeah yeah 
So are there uh, there are there Dodge Grand Caravans there? No, Dodge. Drive Dodge is not in India. Yeah, they uh-huh. tried to come in. They spectacularly failed twice. So they're like, oh. <laughs> okay, we are, we're not coming to your country. Please leave us alone. <laughs> I wonder why. Because competition is the... way too much here. Because, um, you know, because Indians are very good at bargaining. Like, mm-hmm. if you ever go to a convenience store where there's an Indian, just try bargaining with him. <laughs> he he will die there, uh, you know. And... Well, if I repeated that line, I would be called a racist, probably. So, Judy, who gives a fuck? That's my honest opinion yeah, about who, it. Who gives a fuck? Like, you know, <laughs> because I'm an Indian and I know damn Indians, and Indians, like, they are like, you know, like, you know, it, let's say I go, I go with my sister, right? Just shopping, and we go to a shop, and he, mm-hmm. if a person says this shirt is for, let's say. $20. Okay. And my sister will go, how about $2? <laughs> That's great. Yeah. And, That's great. and me being a man. That's my mom. Mom does that. Exactly. She, everywhere she goes, drop somebody down. Yeah. Yeah. And, yes. and my sister won't leave there like until you give her the price. And that's like, like that's 90% nice. of Indians. So yeah. in, in Can you, can you barter with stuff inside stores? Because yes. here you can't. Yeah. If it's a, if there's a price on it, you can't talk them down. There's no talking anyone down. I mean, we still have um, this popular presence of mom and pop shops and family run shops and um, establishments and businesses run by family rather than chains and super malls and all this bullshit. Um, so, yeah, you do have leeway. Like... If you, if you saw a shirt for, let's say, $10, you could probably get it down for four, five, six. It depends on your ability uh-huh. to hassle with the person. And see, we Americans would come over there and just pay the price, thinking mm-hmm. that that's what you had to do. Yeah. And, and not even know that. And there is a special price for Americans, if you know what I mean. Ah, <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, that's why... Because we're used to it. No, and also, like... You know, because let's say, um, you know, the the shirt that I'm wearing right now, it cost me like 350 rupees. That's somewhere around four, four, four to five dollars. Right. Mm-hmm. And if, if, if a foreigner came in and they said, you know, this is a $20 shirt, $20 is $20 for a shirt is rather cheap. Right. And, you know, they would still be like, okay, $15 final. But they don't understand that this whole damn shirt cost me like $5, right? Oh, man. Yeah. See, if I go to a thrift store mm-hmm. and buy old clothes, mm-hmm. which is usually what I do because people, rich people here will wear something a few times mm-hmm. and then drop it off at a thrift store. Mm-hmm. That's where I go and shop quite often because um, I can get a shirt for like 4 or $5 mm-hmm. there. But if I go shopping at the mall, mm-hmm. I'm going to have to pay like 30 or $40 for a good shirt. Damn. Um, mm-hmm. And t-shirts will be like 20 to $30 even. 20 to $30. Days, but mm-hmm. yeah. for a t-shirt, yeah. And uh, like if I, if I sell t-shirts online, mm-hmm. I'm probably going to sell them for $30 because that's the going rate here mm-hmm. yes. for a t-shirt. And and then you call me for uh, raw materials. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I supply the T-shirt. You yeah. just sell it for thirty dollars. 
I'll sell I'll sell them all day long after yeah. I pay like three dollars each for them to be made and then sell that's them for it. thirty. Yeah, that's like ninety percent profit margin. Like that's an unbeatable Perfect. business idea. Yes. <clears throat> well, I have been considering doing that because I've I just got through publishing two coloring books mm-hmm. that are just that I made online. Mm-hmm. I just used AI mm-hmm. to generate the pictures, mm-hmm. and then I used AI to generate me a cover copy. Mm-hmm. And so I had to pay zero money to to make these coloring books. Mm-hmm. Nothing at all that I had to pay. Yeah. Just my time, and I'll be selling them for fifteen dollars each. Damn. and jody by the way you're not supposed to say ai did it you are supposed to say you are supposed to say i engineered it <laughs> oh got it yeah yes i did yeah you of course engineered i did it. you are an expert in prompt engineering you know how to prompt an uh-huh. ai so yeah you are an expert in that yes. field <laughs> thank you that's why i'll start phrasing it from yeah. now on please for please sure. do that um yeah jody anyways it's been like a blast talking to you and i'm genuinely like happy after talking to you which is like quite rare for me <laughs> so that's good thank you for thank you so much for taking time and you know like being on the show first of all and also i appreciate yeah and um you know like if jody wants to share something with us those links will be in the episode description just go there and check her things out and if possible support her because she is a wonderful person and she deserves all the support that we can provide and to my audience guys this is the end of the episode and thank you for making it this long and until next time take care bye bye